When I was single, I was convinced my friends who took the plunge and had their first baby were victims of an alien abduction, because they would disappear from the planet and reappear a year later as unrecognizable strangers. Of course, that may have been because I was too into the X-Files. When I initially started dating Jeannie, the notion of settling down and having children became a feasible reality for me. Coincidentally, I was invited to visit one of my close childhood friends who had been abducted by aliens. I mean, who got married and had a kid about a year earlier. My friend, his wife, and their one-year-old baby had settled in the Southwest. I was working in L.A., so a weekend visit was totally doable. I thought it would be great if I brought Jeannie. We could see what it would be like when we got married and had a baby. My friend Tom, name changed to protect his identity and hopefully preserve the friendship, suggested that we could drive out and hike the Grand Canyon, which to me sounded unnecessarily difficult and way too outdoorsy, but I knew active Jeannie would love it. Jeannie and I arrived at night. We were much later than expected due to a flight delay. As we entered Tom's darkened house, we were instructed to please be quiet as to not wake the baby. I felt like a teenager sneaking back into my parents' house after a missed curfew. We silently tiptoed into a guest room, giggling. I feel like we're in trouble, Jeannie whispered. Once we settled in the room, Tom came in and said goodnight, announcing that we would be leaving around 7 a.m. for the Grand Canyon, so he wanted to get a good night's sleep. As Tom shut the door, Jeannie looked at me confused and said, I thought you said we would have dinner or something. I looked at my watch. It was 9 p.m. I thought, well, he's a parent. I guess this is what parenting involves. This must be what grown-ups do. They skip their second dinner. The next morning at the crack of 7 a.m., we set off to make the long, scenic drive to the Grand Canyon. Tom Saab was seated with men in front and the ladies in back with the one-year-old in the car seat between them. I suppose the first really big red flag of the trip was the fact that there was one CD allowed to be played in the car. It was explained to us that this CD was meant to soothe the baby. The volume would be occasionally adjusted based on the baby's needs. Uh, okay. So we drove and drove, talking and listening to songs with lyrics like Ding-a-ding-a-dong, Ding-a-ding-a-dong. If you haven't driven through the Southwest, the only thing more awe-inspiring than the beauty of the landscape is the absence of people. You can drive for hours and never see another person. Restaurants are scarce, expensive, and provide little selection. When we stopped for an early lunch, I ate my first and hopefully last taco salad, with Fritos as the main ingredient. We drove past a drive through beef jerky store, not just a store that only sells beef jerky, but a drive through store that only sells beef jerky. I guess the drive through makes sense, because if you're eating beef jerky, you're probably so busy you don't have time to get out of your car to buy beef jerky. At one point, I started improvising what the owner of the drive through beef jerky store was thinking when he came up with the idea for the store. In a ridiculous voice, I said, For all them folk there in a rush and ain't got time to perk their pickups and shop for some quality jerky. It was kind of funny. At least Jeannie and Tom thought so. Tom's wife, Barb, another name change, politely informed me that the voice I was doing was upsetting the baby. I looked back at the baby, who was sound asleep. I didn't know what to say. I just shut up. We drove the rest of the way to the Grand Canyon in complete silence, listening to the soothing baby CD. Ding-a-ding-a-dong, ding-a-ding-a-dong. 
We arrived at the Grand Canyon around 1 p.m. The government runs the Grand Canyon Hotel, so they feel more like army barracks. We were standing in line for our housing assignment when Tom's wife announced that the baby needed to go outside. The baby didn't actually say he needed to go outside, but somehow Barb knew that the baby needed to go outside. Either way, Jeannie and I stayed behind to stand in line. Before escorting Barb, who was escorting the baby who wanted to go outside, Tom told me that our reservation was for two side-by-side rooms and to make sure they confirm the rooms were side-by-side. After waiting for another half an hour, I reached the counter and was informed that if we wanted side-by-side rooms, it would be an additional hour-long wait. I said that wouldn't be necessary. We would take rooms in different areas. As they were handing me the keys, actual keys, I might add, Tom approached. Are the rooms side-by-side? I explained that no, if we wanted that, we would have to wait for another hour. Hearing this, Tom got really agitated. He seemed incredibly disappointed in me and demanded that the lady behind the counter give us side-by-side rooms and that we didn't mind waiting. I minded waiting, but again, I kept my mouth shut. After wasting an hour, we unloaded our stuff in our side-by-side rooms and set off to hike the Grand Canyon. Tom and Barb had lived in the area for a while and were experienced at hiking around the southwest, so they came prepared. Tom gave us special backpacks filled with water, and the baby was secured in a backpack with a sun guard on Barb's back. I felt like we were smuggling the new Dalai Lama out of Tibet. Gear secured, we were all set, and off we went. Twenty minutes into the hike, the baby squeaked a little. Barb immediately announced, well, we have to go back. The baby needs a nap. 